Welcome to the Digital Rapport Podcast, where you discover how to connect, influence, and persuade in the digital age. Philip Pullman once said, After nourishment, shelter, and companionship, stories are the thing we need most in the world. We have been telling stories for thousands of years, sharing them even before the invention of writing. Telling a story is a very influential method that lets you connect and deliver a message to your audience in a way that resonates and helps them understand at a much deeper level. What you may not know is that stories are an integral part in influence and persuasion. Those in sales and marketing have known for a long time that stories trump data when it comes to persuasion because stories are easier to understand and relate to. A narrative uses both data and emotions, which is way more effective in engaging a listener than just data alone. But why start telling stories in the first place? Stories are able to transport our mind to another place. They have the power to make us imagine and see beyond what is possible for us. As Napoleon Hill said, if the mind can conceive it and believe it, it can achieve it. And stories are a way to make that happen. So I invite you to join me on this journey as I speak to leading UK copywriter, author of 19 books, an authority on making money with Kindle ebooks and Amazon paperbacks, Chris Payne, as he shares how stories can be used to connect with others to create meaningful connections both in your business and personal life. Hi everybody, I'm Jatinder Palaha. Welcome to another Digital Report Master Series interview. And today we have a very, very interesting interview for you because you know sometimes you have people who are the secret behind the secret, who's a success behind somebody else and you don't necessarily always see them in the forefront, but they've done amazing things in the background. So yeah, today we've got Chris Payne. So Chris, thank you very much firstly for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. My and, pleasure to um, Tinder. Just so the people get to know you a bit more just feel free to let us know what you do when you how long you've been in the industry for what things you're working on well um i've go back uh, about 20 years really i got made redundant from a business that mm -hmm. i was working in so i had no job i thought well what could i make money from i didn't want to work for somebody else i thought i'll set up my own business so i was really into personal development yeah. So I thought, well, what if I set up a mail order business selling personal development, CD sets and gadgetry? So I set up a business called Life Tools mm -hmm. in my back bedroom in my home. And what I did was put very small adverts in New Age magazines like Kindred Spirits okay. initially. And when I spend a hundred pound, I'd make five or 10 times that back in profit. So I reinvested back in, did bigger adverts, mm -hmm. and eventually went to full page, full color, and then multiple pages. And so I was in Men's Health Magazine, Viz Comic, the Sunday Times newspaper, The Sun, all these papers. And in the end, I built up a substantial business with 50,000 customers, mm. a quarter million people rang up. This is the days before internet. Right. They either rang up or wrote in with a coupon mm -hmm. to get some information. And we'd mail out information about a product yep. and then they would buy. Mm -hmm. So we were, most of our audience were spending two or 300, 400 pounds, $400 a time. Mm. So we were doing millions of dollars of revenue a year. I had a team up to 18 people any one time. And I was mailing up to a million letters a year around the UK. So a, a letter is like 16 pages of text. Okay, all right. 
you know, two color text yeah. with my signature at the end and some pictures in there and then a color brochure and an order form and a reply envelope and all that will be folded up into a big an envelope with writing on the front or the back and they would go in the post and get a big chunk through the what people would call junk mail I wouldn't call it junk mail <laughs> but it was because it was good stuff and we'd send them up to nearly a million of those in a year and as a result we did very very well so we would do like 10,000 sets of a course called photo reading mm -hmm. how to read at tremendous speed if you don't know if you ever heard of the Sedona method yeah all right so it's a way of letting go of anger and sadness mm -hmm. well I did 7,000 sets of that right. so at the time Sedona method wasn't even known, known about in the yeah. UK well I came across the the guy Hale Dwoskin in the states at a retreat mm -hmm. invited him over to do a presentation we did launched when he launched his first audio program we launched it and i say we did seven thousand sets and i say we brought him over for various some seminars so we're doing all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. that filtering is very popular i know somebody else that's part of this program is marilyn that's right devonish yeah. that's right and she came across photo reading through one of our mailings right and got involved and there's various other photo reading trainers around the UK that came through what I brought into the UK. So I promoted Bob Proctor with his mm -hmm. Born Rich program, Joe Vitale I've done a joint adventure kind of thing, Mike Dooley was in The Secret mm -hmm. so I've done some things, some stuff with right. him, bits of things, all kinds of people have been around. So that was the kind of business that I was involved in. Yeah. So what I do now is I mainly consult so I work with individuals mm -hmm. who generally have a problem they're stuck in some way they have an online presence they might have a website that's not giving them the money that they need they have an online course that they've launched and it's like oops I've got like three sales from a three to four thousand email yeah. list yeah. or they're about to launch a course or they want me to help them put together a, a weekend workshop and a mastermind program and they come to me and say Chris they know what my what I've done in the past how can I help them achieve that mm. so what they do is they come here this is my home and so they'll come for a day two days three days and they come with a problem and they leave with that fixed. So we'll actually work on the copy while they're here, we'll film video while they're here, mm -hmm. build the funnel while they're here yeah. and actually do the work on the sales letter on screen. So it's all done before they leave. Right. That's what I do at the moment. I love doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's, that's awesome. I mean, you mentioned um, your first product, it was um, direct mail. What was the first product? Well, the first actually product I really launched was a little catalogue which mm -hmm. went out in small numbers. But the, the real first success was a relaxation device okay. called the Mind Lab, which were goggles and headphones in a small box. And they, the device sent pulsed lights through oh, these yes. goggles yeah, yeah, yeah. and got you into a relaxed state. And I did 15,000 units of those at right. prices up to about $500 and got onto TV and radio with yeah. that and various celebrities bought these devices from me. Right, right. But that was in, we'd advertise that on all the train magazines up and down the country, as well as in Cosmo magazine, Cosmopolitan, all kinds of places like that. Right, right, right. So that, how did you come across that though? What, what? Well, I'm just 
I'm just really into gadgetry. We talked yeah, before yeah. we started filming about your interest and how you got really into personal development. Yeah. Well, I just happened to go to the Consumer Electronics Show in the States and tried one of these devices on. And I just almost felt weightless okay. as I was using it. It's like, this is a profound relaxation state. It, so it's meditating me, this device. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I'd love to sell these devices. And I remember importing six of these mm -hmm. in a box. Yeah. And I think at the peak, we were ordering in 500 mm. of these or a thousand of these at a time. Yeah. So you imagine I had a big warehouse, yeah, yeah, they were coming through, we were reboxing them and putting CDs in. So I had a set of 12 or so CDs would go in the box okay. as well. Yep. And a, a book, three booklets, books that I created to create a big package that people have a complete program of relaxation, mm. accelerated learning, anxiety reduction and so on. Right. Would you say that uh, the learnings from that or um, when you started to do that was the start of what you do today? Very much, yeah. yes. So what would you say were the key things that you got out of that? Because, um, because like you said, you, you came across the product, you liked it. Did you want to sell it or did you think there's a need for it in the market? Or what was your thinking around that? Or how did you actually get it out there then? Well, what really made my approach was, why don't I find stuff that I think is awesome okay and write about it enthusiastically right and I felt there was sufficient number of people that have a similar interest to me okay I mean there are a set of meditators for example yeah. people who want to really relax who would never use a gadget but there's also a chunk of the population yeah, yeah. that would yep. and this was in the days before the iPod yes. and the iPhone so gadgetry like this was usual. People weren't going online then, you know, mm. just a few years before people started going online. So what, when they saw what I had to offer in an advert, it was like, whoa, tell me more. Right. And I was offering a product. It was, imagine I was writing a long sales letter talking yeah. about how I came across the device, what I experienced using the device. We're offering a money back guarantee. Mm -hmm. And I was had um, a couple of famous people giving testimonials saying right. how great it was. And I had lots of users saying that their own experience and people going, that person looks like me, you know, they had mm. similar challenges and life circumstances. I'm gonna give this a try. And I learned yep. this concept of know, like, and trust. They mm. got to know me. There was a personality involved. Sure. They got to like, I imagine to a level yeah what I stood for and I talked about my the birth of my first son and and my wife mm -hmm. and how he went and discovered these devices and CD sets overseas and then they got to trust yeah and when they trusted they spent money how did you come about with knowing what to talk about and write about in that situation and scenario was it was it passion driven or, or did you actually then say okay who's going to be interested in this product and do I come from their angle on how I market the information basically? Yes. You know? So for example, when it came to photo reading, the, when we launched the audio version of that, in America, they hadn't, just, I was just about to launch it themselves. So it yep. wasn't like there was sealed sales material. Right. All I had was a set of audio recordings. Yeah. 
and a workbook or two and a dictionary mm-hmm. and that came bundled with it. So how do you sell that? Mm-hmm. So all I could talk about was my own experience of working through these audios, saying that I had this wealth, you know, there's books around here, hundreds of books. At the time I had a couple of thousand nonfiction mm-hmm. books in my home because that was my real interest. And I, I wanted to absorb this information quickly. So I talked about my experience of using the audio program. Yeah. Um, I had met Paul McKenna, who very famous now. Um, he was on a photo reading workshop that I attended. Right, right. It was one of his, his first events. And he was just this guy and we got chatting and yeah. really got on together. And so we've kept in communication since then. And he's given me a lovely testimonial um, when we did a joint promotion. So I had his story of using photo reading, okay. which made a difference. So then I would write the material with enthusiasm, say, look, you try this audio program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a few hundred dollars. If, you, if it isn't what you're looking for, there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not reading at much faster rates and retaining it for longer, simply return the course mm-hmm. and we'll give you all your money back. And right. it was like, I was like, wow. So as we started to sell the first units, what happened then was we were getting stories and I would speak to people mm-hmm. over the phone. Right. So because, the, because there was that initial when they rang up for the information, they'd speak to me or one of my team. Mm-hmm. And, I'd, and if they said, yes, I'm inquiring from an advert in Men's Health magazine, I'd say, oh, really? So tell me, what is it that interests you about, the, right. about reading faster and so on? So I'd get a sense of it. Yep. Well, one day, this guy, we got chatting. Um, I say, it's amazing how the, the name just disappeared from me. In my <laughs> mind. But anyway, this guy rings up, Peter and said, you'll never believe it. I've just got my certificate from the Open University. I've got 97% of whatever it was okay. in one of the papers and 93% another paper. And I'm just staggered I've done so well in my own Open mm-hmm. University degree. And of yep. course, Open University is, is um, you, a correspondence course in yes. the UK yep. set up by the government. So you can almost do you can do a degree at a distance. Yep. So anybody who's working full-time can study in the evenings and weekends yeah. and go to the occasional mm-hmm. gathering and then, the, and then do the exams. So he was staggered, he got this result, said, Peter, I said, get me a photograph. Yeah. So his girlfriend at the time took a photograph of him with, his, with this certificate. And then we put, I did an advert in the National Press say, I got 90, that's it. I got 95% mm. in my open university exam, all thanks to photo reading. It right. says, hi, my name is Peter, and this is my story. And it was over three columns. Yep. And at the end was a coupon to send for information. Well, when people rang up, they said, I saw the article mm-hmm. on photo reading in the yep. National Press. It wasn't an article, it's an advert. Yes. But it looked like an article, so I made it look as though it was an article right. in that magazine. Yep, yep. And it'd be so like the magazine that sometimes the advertiser, the advertising department said, can you just put advertisements at the top of mm. the page? And we, we had so many people doing that way. I actually had, um, 
what, the one of the reasons I did those three columns was I'd, I'd done an advert for the MindLab relaxation device and put a, the picture of the device and a whole series of text. Okay. And the review in Precision Marketing Magazine says, there's, there's far too much text. Right. And I thought, you plonker, you have <laughs> no understanding how to sell. Yep. That advert is making, I'm spending $1,000 or $3,000 on that advert. Yeah. And it's bringing in five times that in profit. And you're telling me there's too many words. Yeah. So I thought when I did photo reading, I'm going to do even more, more words. And that's when I did three columns of really small text. Okay. And I was getting up to a 10 times return on investment. Right. So it's not often you, you put a thousand pound in the bank for safekeeping. Yeah. And within 60 days, you withdraw 10,000. That's right. That's right. So put 10,000 in the bank yep. and withdraw 10. That doesn't happen in mm. most banks, not as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a great. Now, of course, I had a couple of people come to me and say, I would never in a million years ever spend a thousand pound or thousand dollars in advert. And I'm thinking, why well, not? Why yeah. not? When yeah. if it's returned, but it's too risky. Well, I didn't think it was a risk because I knew what I was doing. I've been doing it for years. Yeah. So I knew I'd get hundreds of inquiries and 15% of those would actually go and buy, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. buy the product. Yeah. So I learned a lot about the power of testimonial right. because it wasn't me saying this product is the best thing since sliced mm. bread. You know, it is amazing. It is really great. You need to buy from me because I'm great. <laughs> you know, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. that. It was here is somebody who was confused, unsure, yep. skeptical, bought the device, wasn't so sure at first, and then suddenly something would change. Mm -hmm. And the way that it transformed them as individuals, yep. I wrote about, but in their language. So I never had a testimony that says, I bought the photo reading audio course. It was great. I am happy. Yeah. It was far more, which was I was really struggling. I haven't got I time. See. I've got three screaming kids. And at night when they've gone to bed, I need to sit down and study. Mm -hmm. And I, and I was tired and I was struggling and I just couldn't concentrate on the page. But then I learned to photo read. And suddenly the words almost came to life on the page. It was almost like they lifted off the page and I could feel my brain tingling as the new information came through, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it was their language. Now, the social that's proof on this. It was idea. the proof and people said, that seems real. And mm -hmm. there was a full name. It didn't say John C. Yeah. <laughs> it said, Peter Smith in Bristol and, yes. and there are people saying well I live in Bristol yeah and they could and some of these people got phone called because mm -hmm. the people would look through the telephone I directory see, see. and find them and they were a real person they'd ring up and say is it really true what you said yeah and they say yes it's true so they would ring me up and said I've had about five or six phone calls wow so okay. people would look them up to see if it was true and the result was we just sold thousands right of products yeah so that's really clever. I mean, um, in terms of like um, the whole kind of marketing and, and, and the copy that you wrote in there, I mean, was that just something you learned over time or was it some sort of structured approach there or did you learn that from someone else or what was the mechanism there? That's a great question to Tinder. Um, it reminds me of how I started. I um, worked for this software company mm -hmm. and um, we one day this 
the guy came to see us and he had a, a basic computer language which was called STOS for okay. the Atari ST. Right. It stands for ST operating system. And it was just a basic programming language, but what it had within it were sprite commands okay. to move objects around the screen. So if you run you no know, binding back games, mm -hmm. you have the graphical elements called sprites and they're sent on paths yes, yes, so they'll yes. swing backwards and forwards. Right. So if the program ends, the sprites still move mm -hmm. or if they're rotating moving in a circle, they work in the background. So I thought, well, we won't call this STOS basic in the UK. It, it had only done a couple of thousand units in France. It was a French okay. product. We will call it, so my idea was to call it STOS the game creator. Okay. So. I promoted that and it did very, very well. So we did um, easily 25,000 units, I think. And that was, you know, my packaging concept and the way it was all going to be put together in the games. Yeah. But anyway, we were, we were doing an, an upgrade, as it were, to a particular program. And, and we were going to go to, because I put a registration form in the box, we yeah. had a few thousand registration cards okay. came back. So we had some names. Sure. So I thought if we write to these people in the post, and tell them about this upgrade thing. Yeah. Would see, you know, we might get a response. So how I was going to write a letter. So what I did was I found yeah. a sales letter that I'd received in the post, like a piece of junk mail oh, okay. or whatever. Yeah. And it was a, I don't know what it was about, but it, I took the structure. Right. And I rewrote it. Okay. Using some of the same phrases, but relevant to this piece of software. I see, I see. So it was, it was a two-sided letter and I didn't even know it had a signature. So I got my signature right. digitized <laughs> yeah. and I did some underlining and so on. And we sent that out. So it was literally, so 5% of the tech, 10% of the tech was the tech, same, yeah. but the rest was mine. Sure. And that did a, I think it was a 35% response. In other words, for every three people that yeah. got it, one bot, which is phenomenally high. Yes, Actually, yes. it was 36% response. And the mail order house who was sending all the products out was staggered at this, this right. like never heard of, but w never seen this before. But one of the reasons was that this audience was hot to trot. They mm. really were excited to read about this. Yep. So I realized I needed to mimic what was going on. I think it's a great lesson, which is to study winning sales letters yes. yep. and have a red pen because if you're just reading it, you go into like a trance mm -hmm. and you're not really seeing how it's put together. But if you take a red pen and say, all right, so this section, the first yeah. section of the letter is, you know, introducing the writer. Okay. And then the next section is talking about the problem. Yeah. And then the next section is the what the product is and what the bullets are mm -hmm. so bullets are black dots followed by some tech the benefits okay, yeah yep. and another black dot and some tech black dot tech those are called bullets yeah and the way they're crafted then there's the offer and then there's a limited time offer it might be there's a price mentioned limited time and then there's a ps and so on so mm -hmm. a call to action at the end you start to see a structure right. then you can follow that structure and there's occasionally you might see a, a phrase that you can borrow mm-hmm and yep. say, I like that phrase, or yep. you twist it in a different way. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started to build up my right. letters. And the other thing I did was I read my letters out loud. Okay. And when you read something out loud, which takes a bit of guts to do, because who yeah. likes yep. reading out loud when there's nobody else in the room, <laughs> you know, a bit weird. So I'd read it out and it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. And I'd notice if I said astonishing, da, 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 and then I say astonishing again, mm -hmm. then I'd say, oh, well, that, 
I've seen that before, so I'd rewrite it and I'd stumble over my words. And sometimes the way I'd said it, I'd run out of puff, oh, as it were. Okay. So I'd have to break the sentence down. Right. Okay. So I'd start to use stop. Mm. Think about where you are, full stop, mm. new paragraph. It doesn't have to be this way, full stop, new paragraph. So it starts right. to break up the text and make it much easier to digest. Wow. So very simple language. Yeah. So I was looking at, so the read, it, there's something online called the Flesh Readability Score. Okay. F-E-L-E-S-C-H. Yeah. And it measures the number of words in a sentence mm. and the number of syllables. So it's actually a way, because because syllables are based on vowel combinations. Mm -hmm. You can take any set of words and run it through an algorithm and you can work out how many syllables in a word. Right, okay. So if you wrote a sentence which talked about disestablishmentarianism mm -hmm. and the phrase, the word flocinoginipiolification, which is the longest <laughs> word in the English language, that has, those, both those words have very many syllables. Yep. So the readability is very low. Mm. Whereas the cat sat on the mat, mm -hmm. it licked at the cream. Very simple. They're all one syllable words mm -hmm. there. So the readability yep. is very high. So it'd be easy for uh, a seven-year-old boy right. or a 10-year-old girl to read very easily. So readability scores were very important. And you notice the simplicity of language when you read out loud. Mm -hmm. Equally, I would sit across somebody like you, Jacinda, and I'd, I might read out the letter okay. to you. Yep. And, and then as you're reading it, you might interrupt and say, what does that mean? Mm, I and I go, oh my gosh. So we do that a few times and I'd go back and make the change in the letter. Right, 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 right. And this applies to web copy as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's well, really let me cool. give you an example. Let me, so, so I'll give you an example of stuff that you've got to watch. So I might say, um, um, dear friend, I am the best-selling author of such and such. And you might say, what does that mean, best-selling? That doesn't mean anything. And right. I go, ah, you're right. Yep. I mean, we talk about this. You know, people say, I'm the best-selling author of this. And really, mm. let's, that's called show. Okay. There's something called show, don't tell. So I, to tell you I'm a best-selling author is a bit of telling. But if I said, I did a book signing last week yeah. and there were 70 people queued outside, I don't need to say mm. that, they were, that, that I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Just the fact that there is 70 people outside the room or I show a photograph of people queuing up yeah. around a book signing. Yeah. I haven't done a book signing, but it's give you an idea. Or last just last month i sold 6700 copies of my book which, yeah. and it was number 3 in the kindle chart for sure. this particular niche people got aha they can relate to that yeah but waffle like best selling oh and an award winning mm. it's like what does that what mean i'm an award winning right. presenter well that doesn't mean it. what are the awards sure. so tell me is it one award is it three awards right. is it five awards well tell me what the award is for and when you got it so there's a lot of bragging online and people just don't believe it and it's like they might read the web page mm -hmm. and they go yeah but they don't really know why and it's because there's a lot of vacuous 
empty right. words in there. Okay. It doesn't really say anything specific. What do you think is the psychology behind that? Why do you think that actually happens when people read, if they're reading the show compared to um, the different way which you mentioned, why, it's almost like selling without selling in a way, right? Why does it appeal more? Why do you think that appeals more to the person who's reading it? Well, people, people are very skeptical. Mm-hmm. We, the default state of the human consciousness is and that seeing the other person as an, almost like an enemy, somebody to be aware of. Right. So let's imagine you were going to go to a party. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go to an event and it was an evening event and, you've, and you don't know anybody there. Yeah. Would you be like, wow, I am so excited. I'm going to be, there's going to be 300 people in the room and you know, I'm, I don't know any of them. Mm-hmm. Would you be, well, <laughs> that's probably not the case. Yeah. It's like, let me just make sure I've got my, you know, my clothes right. And, sure. I, I'm, I'm, you know, my, there's no rubbish between my teeth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let me check in the mirror. And, yep. and then, oh, my God, what am I going to talk about? And, and if I don't like it, I'll leave. Yep. You know, after an yeah, hour, yeah, I'll yeah. sneak out. And we, we back into the corner with our and hide behind our drink. Mm-hmm. This is normal. Mm. So it's the same when we're going to a website we're very aware we don't trust yeah we we want to be make sure and um, if we're at a party we, we look for somebody who's safe so for me it'd be somebody of the complementary gender mm-hmm. so i'd far rather go over to a woman and sure. say hi rather than a bloke who sometimes they're not really they're not really that interested is yeah. sometimes okay. because they're not into, they're not as open chatty right whereas i can kind of know i feel i'm more comfortable with a woman because i can go on and i know they're more going to be more playful in general right so we we look for opportunities to really connect so online there's a skepticism and a wariness mm-hmm. and when we go to a website we we want to see if we can connect with that individual so we need to be able to see points of contact sure so if we see somebody's photograph, are they stern? Yeah, yeah. Or is there a smile? Mm-hmm. And there's different types of smile. There's the real smile. Mm. And there's a fake smile. And we can tell a fake smile. And I see them sometimes. Yep. If the photographer has taken a photograph, the smile. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. be- then it's like, ah, it doesn't seem right. Got it. Whereas the photographer who is playful mm. and engaging and gets to chat beforehand, yep. yeah. so the pupils dilate, so there's a connection between the photographer yeah. and the person being photographed, yep. there's a warmth to the smile. Mm. And the person is leaning in as he's being mm. photographed. And you look at that photograph and think, I like that person. Well, of course, because they're being friendly, yep. the, the, there's all these muscles in the face are all relaxed. Mm-hmm. And you feel, do you know what? I feel like I could get on with that person. Yeah, yeah. But there's other photographs you look, something's not right. Something's well, not it's right, just yeah. a, a ph- photograph where they've been photographed by a guy. You just turned up and it's like, right, let's get the photograph done and on off out. You don't get that right of yeah, approach. Yeah. Same with text. It's very easy to throw together some text. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 here's my bio. Here's yeah. my about me. Yeah, yeah. But did you really think it through? Yeah. If your life depended on it, is that copy, you know, 10 out of 10 copy or 11 out of 10 copy, 
or is it a bit less than that? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of seven or eight out of 10 copy that people would admit to. Right. Yeah, well, I just needed to get it up there. Mm, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't awesome. necessarily yep. do. And what they're not doing is putting themselves in the shoes yeah. of the person going to the web page, thinking, well, now, how is this going to come across? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so, I'm so glad that you mentioned it in terms of like the whole online arena of things, because um, from, from the conversation we're having so far, it seems like the, one of the first things that needs to be done is this whole thing about creating an interest. Um, and once you can create that interest, it's almost like when you meet someone uh, off like one-to-one -one kind of thing, it's, it's almost like the first impact, right? It's like the first initial connection, if you want to call it, or what goes on in that moment. And that in a way is being replicated online with your sales copy or the way it's presented, it comes across. Um, it's almost like interest and impact. Yeah. So what are your thoughts around that? What would you say, um, how important is that um, in order to pitch, pitch a product, for example, you know? Well, let, let's go back to talk about when we get together one-on-one. -on -one. When you and I, get together what goes on how do we dialogue between us and there's a concept from a um, an approach called transaction analysis mm -hmm. which came out of the 60s a guy called eric Byrne, and he says the best place to be in a, in a connection is a place of what's called i'm okay you're okay so i'm okay with me mm -hmm. if i look in the mirror i look you know, you're okay. Mm -hmm. Then I look at you and think, how do I feel about you, Jatinder? Mm -hmm. Are you okay with me? Mm -hmm. Or do I think, right. well, he's not, I don't like him. Look at how scruffy he is and mm -hmm. he doesn't seem very smart. Right. Right. So then you're not okay. Mm -hmm. Or I might think, Jatinder, wow, he's so handsome and good looking. He's asking <gasps> really smart questions. <laughs> I feel not okay now mm -hmm. because I feel that you're amazing and I'm just nobody. I so I could thing. think that I'm not okay, but you're okay. Mm -hmm. So that's going to affect our mm -hmm. communication. So if I think that I'm okay and you're not okay, I'm going to say, well, obviously you don't know what you're talking about and I know far more than you do. And that's very disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And it's a cocky, arrogant point of view. Who the hell are you? Yep. Kind of thing. So we can see that in our interaction. You might be able to think mm -hmm. of somebody who mm -hmm. can be a bit critical. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not like that. You know, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's, you know, it's not respectful. Yeah. Whereas when I'm okay point of view, that I'm okay with me and you're okay with me and I mm -hmm. see you as an equal, mm -hmm. it's, we get on. Yeah. We get on. Yeah. So it's unlikely, you know, I mean, like when you arrived, at no point were you, were you exasperated with mm -hmm. me or was I exasperated yep, yep. with you. Mm -hmm. we, we worked out how to set these yep. chairs up and it was a playful thing we did. Yep. I didn't say to you, no, not that way. And be careful when you move <laughs> that and watch you don't scratch the floor. Yeah, yeah. You see, those are what are called psychological games. Mm. They're meant to put you in your place. Mm. And I didn't say, oh, oh you, you know, are you going to be okay with this? I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed with you in my home and I hope you don't mind. There's mm. a few things out of place. 
you know. Yeah, so yeah. those are all like not okay places. We're just in an I'm okay, you're okay. Yeah. And what's happening is like when we're speaking, I'm nodding my head at certain points, you're nodding your head, our breathing levels are similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we're in our copy, we want to come from the same place, which is almost like, hi. Yes. Thank you for coming to our site. Just right, like if yeah. you were coming to a party, I'd greet you at the door and say, how can I, can I get you a drink? You want to be warm mm. and friendly. Now, there are some approaches on copy, which is on a website, which is, you know why you're here on this website? Because your life is screwed. Mm. Your life is a mess and you know it. <laughs> you have, you have you, you bought course after course after course and you've done nothing with them because you're an idiot. And you know who else is? All these other people. They're all con merchants. But me, I'm the real deal. Mm. I'm the one that everybody turns to. I'm the real thing. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and you have 15 seconds to click this box before it goes forever. <laughs> you know, and it's, we're wary of that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. some of us are attracted by being put down and being made fun of online. Mm. But really, I think it's much easier. And I know we can get short-term sales that way. Yeah, yeah. But what we want to create is a real rapport. Yeah, yeah. And as you say, you want to do that digitally. And you have exactly, this concept yeah. of digital rapport. So we're coming from a place of I'm okay, you're okay. Mm -hmm. So we get on together. And yep. so what you want is the person, when they're reading your copy, to nod their head and go, do you know what? I agree with what this mm. person says. Now... There's an approach that we call in UK called Marmite. You can have an approach which is you say, I'm going to communicate in a particular stand. It's not going to appeal to everybody. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things that I believe are yep. true in the digital space and yep. some things I don't believe are true. Mm -hmm. And some people will be excited by that and sure. some not. Yep. So I have certain opinions about certain practices and exercises and modalities mm -hmm. in the personal growth space and some people will say yeah i like that or something no i disagree sure. with Chris's point of view but those will there's some people who love my approach mm -hmm. so, whoa. so there's people watching this video now that can say i really like the way that chris speaks and the way he's communicating and some might say i don't like the way i think he speaks too quickly mm -hmm. i don't like the sound of his voice don't like his accent yeah um he's speaking in not the way that I prefer, I'm switch off. Right. You know, and that's just reality. Yeah. Yep. So all I can do is be me, mm. but I can't appeal to everybody. Sure. Yep. I've got to appeal to just enough people that it provides yeah. the kind of income that I'm looking for and the, the reach that I'm looking for in my material. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's a really interesting point there because, um, like you said, you can't... Um, do something or say something that's going to appeal to everybody or to the right. to the masses um, when when you're kind of like one-to-one -one with someone you can almost adapt your approach right very much yeah but when you're online that's not really possible because if they're landed on a website or a particular page then that page is going to be about something or you know in a written up or done in a certain way which may not necessarily be um what the user is looking for right so when you're in a situation where you don't know what the user is looking for um but you have something to offer what do you think 
is the best way to be able to deal with that situation or help that person out or sell them what you're selling but appealing to what what's needed for them well one thing that comes to mind is um there's a great book called influence mm -hmm. uh, science and practice by robert cialdini uh, who's done a lot of research on how the great persuaders mm -hmm. are able to get a big following and one of his laws as it was the law of reciprocity which is when we give something mm -hmm. as a gift in so you know i like say oh you know would you like a drink mm -hmm. there oh can i give you this as a something then there is a a wanting within the individual to give back mm -hmm. in some way right so what we could do online is offer a free a free report mm -hmm. uh, a free set of videos a free checklist yeah a free set of principles and laws it could be a post they can stick up mm -hmm. that they can put up by the side of their computer or a set of sayings that they can put around their computer something like that so that are relevant to the person what looking so they go oh i really fancy that that's really nice mm. you know? yeah so in report it could be get this free report and there are seven things you need to do to get real report mm. but there's also five common phrases that people use mm -hmm. not only in their copy but one-on-one -on -one, which actually reduce rapport and actually are off-putting to mm -hmm. the listener. And one of them is, is said, you might even say, well, at least once a week, and it's really uh, puts you off. Mm -hmm. put, well, people are creating yeah, from you. Yeah. To get this report and to see some of these phrases, right. you know, all you do is enter your email address. Yeah. So again, you're creating that interest again. Creating an interest. Okay. And people are going, yeah, do you know what? They're nodding their head, actually, mm. or looking at the screen saying, I, I would like to get that. Right. So then they get that, and then it's not just a doc file mm. with three spelling yeah. mistakes in. It actually mentions my name. So, I mean, you know, some of these files, you, don't, you, th you look at them, sometimes we find them and go, hey, where did I get this yes. from? I don't even know who created it. Yep. So it says who I am, so then it gives the list of stuff, and, it. It's, and okay. it fulfills on the promise or it exceeds the promise. It it's says, starting the relationship. Relationship. And it might even say, the might be, you'll say, do you remember how you said there were seven of this and five of that? Mm. But I'm going to give you a bit more. Mm. I've got another thing which you can also have, and it's a set of, it's a checklist you know, sure. before you leave the house. You do yep. da, 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 da. But go, oh, so you, you're, you're actually over-delivering rather than under-delivering. Mm. So people download the file. There's a little video from me saying, look, I know how easy it is to download stuff and never look at it. But, you know, maybe this time, really, really go to the file. It's called this, sevensecrets.pdf. Yeah. Yep. It'll be in your downloads folder. Mm -hmm. Grab that file and open it now. And if you look at num point number three, I think if you just look at that, things will be different today and you'll look at life in a very different way. So you, you're so prompting you do them that? to you're take prompting action. them to do that. Okay. Now, if you have any questions, you can drop me a line. Here is my personal email. Mm -hmm. Or I, I'm so busy now, I can't um, answer every question. And my assistant, yeah. Jasmine, will, will, will handle that for mm -hmm. you. And if it's something that she feels that only I can answer, then I will address that personally. Sure. So it's like there's a, a relationship is mm. being built. 
So then there'll be sets of follow-up emails and in them I'm giving information that is relevant to mm -hmm. people, sharing stories from my life. Yeah. Where people think, oh, actually this person's interesting. Yeah. So with, with, with that approach then, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like a guided approach, isn't it? Because you're guiding the person to do certain things um, expect certain things so you're managing the expectation there as well and then you're delivering on what you're actually saying in the copy that this is what I'm offering you this you know there's a follow-through on there yeah which is then creating trust um, more rapport with you um, and creates it's, it's like a base for a good relationship for any further things that you do very much because it's very easy to try and sell somebody there and then, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like off the page when people go to websites, buy this, buy this, buy this. But people aren't in that mode right mm -hmm. now. They don't know whether they can trust you yet. Yep. And you just need, just like if you're dating somebody, you, a dating process is, it, you know, you could end up with one, two or three days before you're going for the kiss. Mm -hmm. And then the relationship can proceed from there. You yep. certainly on the first date don't say, let's get married, have kids mm, and right. plan the rest of our lives. Because that would yep. freak the other person <laughs> out. Not everybody. Some would go, I'm in, mate. Yeah. But uh, most people would, would say that's far too quick. Yep. So what we want to do is be respectful. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, there's a romancing process mm -hmm. that's involved in any relationship. Yeah. One on one and... Uh, digitally yeah the other thing is what is your position about audience I mean I get emails I'm on loads of email lists and there's a there's a particular copywriter that he talks about the stupid emails that people send him you know with the just these dumbass questions right. I mean, honestly they're so thick <laughs> right. you know well that's very disrespectful mm -hmm. are really people stupid and thick mm -hmm. and naive not really they just don't know yeah yeah we're all struggling in some form or other and for him to be rude about the people yeah it's about yeah i it, there's another way of putting it which is yeah thank you for your email i i i respect where you're coming yeah. from and I have a different point of view. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lovely phrase, and um, you know, I've come out of a divorce, and it was, uh, I never thought, Jatinda, that mm -hmm. I would mm. get divorced, mm. honest to God. Mm -hmm. I romanced a particular woman, I was completely and utterly besotted. Right. You know, we both came out of the personal development we were both very interested in personal development we were then had the children mm -hmm. and i was stunned with the challenges of what was going on in the relationship and right. i couldn't understand why there were problems okay. and i studied crazily right. you know and i was like i thought right how can i find some of the best advice out there and there's some advice out there mm -hmm. i'll tell you what why don't i be opinionated mm -hmm. There's a particular book talks about planets and people. Okay. <laughs> and uh, if you are you yeah. nodding there? Is that a, is that a recognizing? I've not read it myself, but I've heard of it. <laughs> and I thought at the time this was good stuff, and everybody read about the man going into his cave. Mm -hmm. But as I studied more and more, I thought I don't believe in this, especially with the fact that the guy who wrote it actually had come out of a divorce, right. which was actually antagonistic. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a good relationship. 
the after as it was very aggressive the relationship which John Gray had with Barbara DeAngelis isn't mm. it his uh, ex-wife so they both got into the uh, re um, relationship space but I didn't agree with his approach okay. um, so I thought um, I mean he said that women use a language like a typical thing a woman would say was you always doing this you're always mm -hmm. doing this and you never ever no matter what right. you never do this never do that he said well, that's like um, like a woman's language well it isn't mm -hmm. he experienced that with yeah, his yeah. partner yeah but that isn't something that, that we can generalize from yeah. women it's men can say that and it's not mm. always helpful to use that language so what i did was i studied even more and actually really tried to understand what was going on and i could see the warning signs in the relationship so there's there is writers who will say look if these six things are happening in a relationship mm -hmm. the relationship's in trouble right so there was that and i thought yeah, so there were those things i think you're right so we would then look at repair and so on so in the end sadly the relationship uh, ended but I'm left with a real understanding of relationships. And one of the great things that um, I learned was there's a hidden reasonableness behind every unreasonable behavior. Right. So somebody who is being very unreasonable, mm -hmm. it's very easy to say, well, what an idiot you are mm. for being oh, okay, behaving right, that okay. way. Yep. Or think there must be something reasonable behind why you behave in that unreasonable way. Mm. So I'm then work, and that takes work to think, well, the, I know it's really painful to hear what this person is doing yeah. and the way where they're acting so unreasonably, but m there must be something reasonable behind it. Mm. Why are they speaking that way? Mm -hmm. I've got it, okay. So an, an example was um, husband and wife are at, at a beach and they, they've come off the beach and there's some postcards and the, the, the woman we're about to go back to the hotel and the woman said let's just let, I'm going to find a couple of postcards and she starts to pick up a few and he says oh for god's sake hurry up let's get back to the hotel mm -hmm. that's a bit unreasonable isn't yeah. it I mean come <laughs> on they're on a holiday yeah yeah why couldn't he just wait a couple of minutes mm. there's no justification for that Oh. Well, hold on a second. So what about the hidden reasonableness? Mm. Well, he didn't really want to go on the beach holiday. Mm. That's not what he likes. He likes to have a bit of adventure. Mm. And somehow or other, he ended up on a pure beach holiday and he's bored. Right, right. And he didn't know how to communicate to his partner. Okay. That this isn't exactly what he wants because he wanted to please her because she really really loves beach holidays yeah, yeah, yeah but he likes a bit more adventure right and somehow he couldn't communicate mm. in an, a non-aggressive way his desire for a different kind of holiday because when he tried in the past he came across aggressively and she got all defensive right so he has what's called loss of voice. He mm. doesn't know how to use his voice. He can't think of a way to articulate it, right. to express it in a way where his partner, his wife, listens to him. Mm. So the only way that he can communicate is yeah. with this pain, for God's sake, let's leave those postcards and let's get back to the hotel. Mm. That's the best he can do. With what he's got. Now yeah, from yeah, there, yeah. there's compassion. Mm. That's right. I can have compassion for that man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Which reminds me, I'll tell you another story, which is in Stephen Covey's book, From Memories, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Guy goes on the, on the underground, and there's this other man, so he's sitting on the train, and there's this other man, you know, and he's not really paying attention, and his kids are creating havoc mm -hmm. in the carriage, and pushing each other, and jostling. And he got, it's like, oh, for God's sake, Pull yourself together, man. These kids are behaving inappropriately. It's obviously disconcerting for other people on the carriage. That is not the way to father children, is it? Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, children should be controlled, you know, in that kind of environment. So we know that this guy is obviously behaving badly as a father. So the guy goes up to the guy and says, hey, how are you doing? And the guy says, oh, oh I'm sorry, I've, um, we've just come back from the funeral. Mm -hmm. My wife got um, cancer and it came very quickly and she's mm -hmm. just dying. We've just come back from the funeral and uh, I'm just overwhelmed and now I've got the kids on my own and, oh, oh yeah, sorry, the other children are a bit bothersome. Different perspective. That's right. So there's a reasonableness mm -hmm. behind the unreasonable behavior of the father. Yeah by not controlling the children because of course he's flooded, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Flo it's called flooding. Mm. He's just overwhelmed with the tragedy of what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. You see, when we find out some extra information, it's like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. So now that isn't every case. Now there are some people yeah. who are sociopathic and so on, but then there's a reasonableness behind that as well, which yeah. is, they didn't get the nurture they needed as a child. So mm -hmm. where I'm coming from, I don't want to go too much into it, but we need to look at our audience as real people mm. who experience real emotions that yeah. have their own triumphs and challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to reach out to these people and say, hey, yeah. maybe there's some way that I can help you. It's like truly understanding them. Truly yeah. understand them, relate to them, and then give value. Mm. So for example, if I'm pr producing a video, so mm. let's, you know, we've got video cameras here. Yeah. I need to produce a video. So if I'm producing a video and it's, say I'm using my iPhone, I stick my iPhone up, where do I look? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm gonna look at my face because I only know me. So when I'm looking at my iPhone, I look at my face to make That's sure right. I'm looking good. Yeah, but it doesn't come out good on the screen. Well, you <laughs> tell me why it doesn't come out good. Because you're not looking at the people, you're like looking off-center. So you're looking off-center, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Now, you know this because you're, this is your skill. Yeah. But people don't realize mm. that. Yeah. They don't look at the camera, which is at the top, which you can hardly see, this little dot. Yeah, that's right. You've got to look at the camera. It's very subtle. Yeah. But your audience knows. They're not sure what it is, but it's like, they know, yeah. they're not quite looking at me, mm. but they don't realize they're looking at themselves, yeah. that person look at themselves. You gotta look at the camera. Now, when I'm doing mm. Skype, you know, if I do a webinar, I do a yeah. video webinar yeah. to my audience. And uh, this, the guy I did a joint venture with, he said, whenever you do these video webinars, because you're always, it's, it's like you're always looking at me. Yeah. And it's, I said, how do you do that? I said, ah, it's a trick. And what I do is, you have a Skype. If you, I move this Skype window mm -hmm. to the top in the middle. So, yes, so you, yep. Martin, this was Martin, are right below yep. the camera, which 
glows green. I'm yeah. on an iMac, you can see it's just here. Yeah. But then what I do is I switch to a different app, like the Mail app, mm -hmm. and it makes the window, the Skype window, even smaller. So it's a postage stamp yeah. size yeah. below. Yeah. So it's a tiny, tiny window. So when I'm actually looking at you, it's tiny. It looks looking almost at the green light yes. as well. Yep. So it means I'm looking right into your eyes. So mm. it creates rapport. That's right. It's like, that's really wonderful because that's like shifting the attention of you to shift your attention onto them, isn't it? Because yeah. it's that slight little shift. So it's not about you, it's about them. It's like just like you said, it just creates that extra connection with yeah, the person. Yeah, and, and a lot of people just don't realise that. So I have people who use two screens mm. and they actually, looking. hi Chris, <laughs> they're looking at themselves on the other screen and just see, checking themselves out. That's you know? right, that's right. And I say, look, can you just bring the camera? Because sometimes they have a, a yeah. camera on top of their yeah, yeah, computers yeah. and I say, bring it. So you're actually looking at me because then we can connect. Yeah. That's, that's what a really interesting thing um, is I've been in like the web industry for such a long time, like 15 years almost, right? And every time we got like small businesses, uh, clients that come on board, they're always coming from a perspective of this is our services, this is what we do, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they wonder why their websites aren't working or producing this, the kind of results they want. Yes. So... I always say to them, you have to come from the perspective of your user, who your target audience is. You know, what are you giving them, right? Um, how, how do you connect with them? So it, this really ties into what you're saying that it's about shifting your attention. So when you have got small businesses who do come from that approach, what do you think is the best thing for them to do in order to make it about their clients and not about them, if that makes sense? Well. First, what I think we, there's a couple of things. One of the things that I've done recently is I've done a fair bit of directing videos. Mm -hmm. And often there's a, I need to quite, quite admit it to, it's a guy called Marcus Kauke, who's a sales trainer. Nice guy. Mm -hmm. I like him. Um, but he's very aggressive on videos. Right. And, he's, and he says, I don't want a friend. This is business. Mm. And it's like, whoa, it just far too abrupt and right. he just speaks far too fast i mean i speak quickly but i'm normally when i'm facing a camera i will slow further down and he's just aggressive mm -hmm. and rude i think almost rude and he's told that and he knows that but he doesn't know how to fix it mm -hmm. so i went along with a videographer and we recorded a whole set of videos it was a squeeze page video which mm -hmm. is the video when you go to a web page and it's just the video and a sign up box for an okay. e name and email, that's called a squeeze page. Oh, I know you do, but the audience does, which is a squeeze page or a landing page. So you watch the video and then sign up mm. for the gift as a headline. So we, we recorded that video and then the gift was a set of five videos received over five days. Right. So each was provided on a different landing page, which was all done in lead pages. So we recorded the, the, the idea was to record the landing page mm -hmm. and the five uh, videos, the GIF videos. So what I did, I had to stand in front of him and slow him down and say, right, tell me who your audience is. Think audience, slow down, start to feel humble. So sometimes I'll say to people, tell me where you screwed up. Tell me a big mistake that you normally shared. Mm. Where did you really upset somebody and it was your fault, as it were? Mm -hmm. 
So tell me that. Then also tell me about your wife or husband. Tell me about your children. What do you love about your children? Right. And that gets them to soften. Relax. Relax. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See? So suddenly we slow down again. Yeah. So both of us subconsciously, we go into that place. Sure, sure. It's, it's almost becoming present. That's it. We become present. Yeah. And the, there's almost like, and this, there's, it's almost like a sacred space. Mm -hmm. So what you end up with, there's um, a philosopher called Martin Buber from memory who created a concept called an I-thou relationship okay. as, composed, as compared with an I-it relationship. Okay. So, hey, I've got this business and you should be having this and you're better, you know, I'm sure you've been screwed by different suppliers and we're the answer to your prayers and mm. we're the award-winning, best-selling creators of. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Not really. So we, that's an I-it relationship. It's like, are you really speaking, seeing me as a real individual? Mm. Or as just a number, it's a numbers game. You know, people talking say that yeah, it's a yeah. numbers game. Ouch! Mm. I don't want to be a number. That's right. <laughs> you know? So what instead was we have an I-thou relationship? There's I, mm -hmm. a directing, and thou, who right. is going to producing the video. So we're creating that sacred relationship between yep. us, yep. where I'm okay with me, you're okay mm. with me. I'm just supporting you to get into a present state, yep. and then you can then have that eye-thou relationship yep. with the camera. Mm. And there's a softness in your eyes, your pupils dilate, mm. your face relaxes, you're more likely to smile. Yeah. You lean in a bit further. Yeah, yeah. Rather than lean back, which you could do on video. Mm. You're standing more upright and mm -hmm. your shoulders are more relaxed. Yep. That creates connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that goes into the whole kind of body language and how you're coming across. But doing well. it naturally, mm. not hi. Yes, yes, My yes. name's Chris, which is this forced smile that you're trying to do it in a particular way. So it's that authentic, being authentic? It's being authentic. Mm. Somebody, um, there's a particular personal growth person who says, here's how to, a great trick for really connecting with someone and really listening. When anybody speaks, repeat back the words they say in your head. Mm -hmm. Really? <laughs> so as you're talking to me, I say the same words and that's a trick. Well, he thought that was a great technique and people go, oh, that's great. And I thought, that's rubbish. <laughs> She's not present then, are you? You're not present. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, mm. if I can just realize that you are the most important thing that matters to me right now. Mm. And I just think about giving to you. Then I can feel it's almost like the tear ducts starting mm. to open, my heart starts to open. Yeah. And it's just about me and you. And what you did then, yeah. you breathed. Yeah. I feel like I'm hypnotized. <laughs> but it is, I mean, I, I went into a trance-like state. Yeah. But I didn't do it, it's not, not, it's not a manipulation. No, 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 no. It's just about you and me mm. together. It's just about that connection, right? Yeah. yeah. But there's no neediness as well, because at the moment we need the other person to mm. buy, that's not right. Mm. That then shifts the attention again, isn't it? Because it's buying like, yeah, it's about me, but when you make it about them, 
It's almost like sharing and giving. It's a right? giving and sharing. Yeah. If you're dating somebody, if you aren't going on a date mm. and you think, I have to get... Are you married or... I'm not at the moment, no. Have you been dating or so you... <laughs> I have been dating, yeah. <laughs> so have you ever been dating somebody and that person, it feels like they really need a relationship? Mm. Have you ever... Does that make mm. any sense with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that feel like? It almost like, like comes across as desperate, needy. It's about them and they don't care about you kind of thing. That, yeah. So what was the consequence? It was just, oh, back off. Whoa, whoa there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah, you are, yeah. the way your hands came up then. And this was something that was a while ago. Mm. But do you know, do you know, see what you did? Mm. And you went like that and your yeah. head went back. Yeah. We can tap into that mm. right away. That's right, that's right. That's cool. <laughs> a, a friend of mine, Simon, he uh, lives in Singapore now with his wife. And uh, he was dating and getting absolutely nowhere. Uh, it was just hopeless. He said, right, he said, this is hopeless. He said, I'm gonna go on a no relationship rule for six <laughs> months. So no dating for six months. He said the women were round him like bees round honey. Mm. And he was like, it was unbelievable because there was no agenda. I was just being playful. Sure. I wasn't trying to date and, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. get to the next base as it were. Yeah. Um, it was just connecting. Yeah. He said the difference was profound. He couldn't wait for his six months to be up. Do you think there's something deeper there than in that kind of thinking and being, you know, is there, is there something that goes way beyond so we're going a bit deep here. Right? Ahead, yeah. Is it? Do you reckon there's something else going on energetically, or because um, you know, if you're, if you're shifting your attention that way, it's like that thing, isn't it? It's like if you go hunting, whatever you're going hunting is running away from you. But if you like don't do the hunting and you're more like, oh, just chill out, it's almost like it comes towards you. There you is think- an element of that, but I, I mean, there is a concept in neuroscience called mirror neurons mm-hmm. that if I I'm very relaxed and you're stressed when we first meet. The fact that I'm relaxed, Mm. there are mirror neurons that fire in your brain and as a consequence, you adopt the same state that I'm in. So there's that. For some people, they see it as a metaphysical, spiritual perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to go there. I Mm. think we can just talk about two people connecting and being real with each other. The movie, that for me had the most profound, oh, I'm, I could lose it actually, is Groundhog Day. It's okay, my favorite yeah. movie. Do you know the yeah, movie? Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know it, it's a weather guy who goes to this town called Pixatawney, whatever, Pixatawney, and he reports on the weather there and um, he gets trapped in the same day. So it's a cold, wintry day and the day repeats. And it, it's the, I've got a book on there. There's a whole book on Groundhog Day. Um, from the British Film Institute and the scriptwriter said he, the, the concept of tens of thousands of times the day is repeated mm-hmm. because he, the, the guy actually goes from not being able to play the piano to being a concert yes. pianist a master yep. and we know that you've got this 10,000 hours and yeah, yeah. she would the woman the, the woman piano teacher who we see in the film she's only has has him for an hour yeah. a day so of course there's at least 10,000 days uh, yeah. if you know the concept yeah. 10,000 hours become an expert so he's re- he's repeating the same day 10,000 mm-hmm. times while he is trying to chat up yeah 
Andy McDowell, is she called, the um, actress? I think so, yeah. Um, and she will have nothing of it. And he is trying all kinds of techniques on her. He's, he repeats this amazing mm. poetry that he knows she likes. But she, something's not right. She just doesn't trust this guy. Something is weird. Mm. He's trying too hard, even though he doesn't feel he is. Yeah. And... Not that I imagine the vast majority of people watching this have seen it, but it would be no surprise mm. really to know the story out, which is at the end of the day, he just becomes present. Yeah. Yeah. He just lives his life for himself. Mm -hmm. And he becomes kind and considerate and thoughtful. And it's all about, well, I'm listening to you now, it's all about his audience. Yeah. It's all about the people yeah. of the town that he's ultimately fall in love with after mm. manipulating them mm. and stealing and all kinds. Yeah. He just cares and gives and the whole, everything changes yeah. when he gets the girl. Yep. And it's profound love between them from nothing. Mm. So she goes from hating him yep. at the beginning of the day to the end of the day, totally in love with this mm. guy. Mm -hmm. But it's all natural. Yeah. And I think that's what my life's about and when mm. my children were old enough I said I want to show you this movie because it's the movie that's sure. made the most profound difference to me and I'd happily watch it again yep. and again yeah because yep. it just blows yeah, me I away see you, see the yeah it's just, just, your eyes, it's just yeah. incredible yeah yeah and I think that's what it's about mm. that's 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 deep I mean I'm so it's 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 really it's refreshing to hear the authentic side of things. I mean, because like we were speaking earlier about how there's so much noise in the internet world, there's so much uh, hoo-ha and do this and that happens and all this kind of stuff. But there's the authentic stuff is like, almost like being pushed to the sides. You know, it's like, it's yeah. just noise. People are just caught up in the noise of things. Um, that's why one of the things is like talking to the experts. I want the real stuff to come out. I want people to understand, hang on, there's, this goes way beyond just about you. It's more about, connecting and sharing and you know well you're right and we're in this so if you look at the dating industry for example yeah what the what sells and what often men are looking for is the pickup lines mm. the techniques yep. how do you get the girl's mm. number mm. and that is what we're like okay what you know tell me what i need to say and really that is attractive but really what matters mm. is the connection and yeah. that's like oh really people want the the tricks and techniques yeah yeah shortcuts yeah i mean the you know one of the old jokes is um um the person goes up meets uh, uh, you know i got a particular got a guy guy goes up to another guy in the street and goes, wow you've lost weight mm. You know, you look amazing. I can't believe it. You know, mm. you've obviously lost several stone, you know, multiple pounds, 20, 30, 40 pounds since I last saw you. What's your secret? Mm. Oh, there's no secret. I, uh, I only consume a thousand calories a day and I do a bit of exercise. Mm. The other person doesn't say, wow. They yeah. says, oh, <laughs> is that it? Is that it, yeah. And actually it's deflated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, but it must be something else, you know, like, you know, is it any particular potion or yeah, pill? Yeah, magic secret. Magic secret, <laughs> yeah. Jatinder. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm. Fewer calories, burn a bit more. Yeah. You know, fewer calories in food, honestly, in the right food, and also a bit of moving your yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
So there are no real <laughs> secrets on one level. And yet they're right, but it's the, the profundity of there is a level of depth to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you have to, there's, there's obviously reasons behind why this yes. guy finally made the shift and actually started to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for shortcuts. And, and the reason is the mind thinking is hard. You know, if, if you say to I mean, an old therapist, Joe, you know, the therapist says to the individual, you know, tell me what's going on. Oh, my husband is, he's mean, he's inconsistent. Just yesterday. He did this and he said that and I'm sick of it. And so the therapist says, all right, what would you want to happen? What does it you want to happen? Mm-hmm. And she says, the day before yesterday, he did another really mean thing. Mm-hmm. And he did this and this and this. And he's so, you know, and he never does this, never gets off his bottom. She just wants to talk about problems. Mm-hmm. It's easy to talk about problems. Now, what do you want? What do I want? What, what do I want? Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. What do I want? I don't know, give me some clues, Mr. Therapist, <laughs> Mrs. Therapist. Yeah. We, it's hard to think because we, we don't think, because we have mm-hmm. to use the prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. right to the front here, and it's the yep. front here. 4% of the brain. Mm tiny part and of course when we're agitated the best blood goes to the prefrontal cortex it's more handled by the reptilian and mammalian brain right more than reptilian brain mm-hmm. which is about fight or flight we're in fight mode so when you're in fighting and you're fighting with your partner the last thing you're mm-hmm. going to do is come up with a solution yeah so thinking is hard with the 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 brain is designed to do as much as possible on autopilot, on autopilot yeah Why? Well, the brain consists, by weight, this 13-pound universe, Mm -hmm. 13 pounds, is 2% of the body mass. Mm -hmm. 2%. But it's 20 to 25% of the calories. Mm. Right. Well, how, Mm. you know, but we're in a scarce resource. We know that the body is designed to consume food today because there might not be any food tomorrow Mm. because in the savannah, we don't know when the next Mm. deer is going to come along. So we gorge today and it might be a week before we eat again. Right. Yeah. Mm. So the mind, the brain is always trying to, the body is trying to conserve energy. So it wants to burn as as few calories as possible. So we want to do things in autopilot. Mm. So therefore we don't really want, we want to minimize the thinking. We want the shortcuts. We want shortcuts. We want this, not surprisingly, we want the shortcut through the pack. How can I get through the pack without going to the end and then round? We cut across the grass, Mm -hmm. which is why. There's no grass, it's just mud because yeah. people cut down the shortcuts. So thinking is hard, so it's very easy to go into, to put together a website mm-hmm. and go, let me just slap something together yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. without thinking, let me just throw a video oh, yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. This will be good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm in a rush. Mm-hmm. I need to create 30 videos today. Let me just knock them out. Yeah. But what about you stop and think and think, well, who is this for? Who am I recording this video for? Mm. What's going on with them right now? Where are the real challenges? Let me think of an avatar. Let's Mm. think of who an audience member could be. So we think of 
a guy and he's single and he's not had a girlfriend in two years mm -hmm. and he's very embarrassed he doesn't know how even to, to approach for that first kiss he's very stuttery and very worried that if he asks for a phone number he's going to be rejected and he'd go home ashamed wow i can connect with that person can yeah. i remember what that's like like i said to you can you remember that date when mm -hmm. that person was uh, needy so we've got to connect with that person yeah yeah and then, okay, I'm now recording the video. What is it I want to say to them today? Yep. You know something I remember when it, what it was like to, to be single yep. and, and, and know the pain of being at home at night and not having anybody to share it with and watching a movie on my own and mm. wishing there was somebody to share. And that's painful. And, mm. well, and I'm sure you've tried other things and you've tried all these different techniques. But you know what? I'm going to let you into a secret there aren't really many secrets but there's some fundamental principles mm -hmm. now once you hear them they might not be particularly impressive and you think is that it but i'm telling you once you know them and you you layer them together yeah you will see a difference so there's no need for pickup lines now if you're interested i'm going to give you the seven principles and one of the main ones is i'll call it such and such mm -hmm. And all you've got to do is give me your email address. Yeah. And I will share with you in a couple of videos how to do this. Mm. And I promise you, I won't give your email to anybody else. I'm not going to deluge you with bye, 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 bye. I want to just share with you where yeah. I'm coming from. Right. And hopefully you'll want to watch more of my videos. Yeah, yeah. So if you think we have a connection right now, just That's give right. your email address to the side. I know you've tried so much but well here's don't give up mm -hmm. you know maybe you've almost given up on a on a girl well don't give up now this is making me more believe it hopefully i'm not over egging it i'm, I'm deliberately Emphasis exaggerating yeah, yeah, emphasizing yeah, yeah. it so yeah there's more subtle ways to no no that. absolutely i mean that's that's um it, it, the whole thing about knowing your target audience knowing their needs um, if you were to talk about the needs versus emotions and that that element of it, um, how uh, do do you reckon it's is there a difference between that need and the emotion behind it, whatever that is, or um, what? How deep does a person's pain linking in with the emotion of it, if that makes sense? Well, we certainly need to find the the real pain. Yeah. What is it like? And I touched on it, which is sitting alone at night not sharing something, mm -hmm. you know, going to bed and the, the bed's cold because there's just you in it, mm -hmm. wanting to wake up and somebody next to you, you know, the, the pain of not being touched. Yep. You know, there's something really mm -hmm. delightful about somebody touching yeah, and stroking yeah. Yeah. us. Oh, we don't mm -hmm. mind me doing that. I didn't get your permission. <laughs> but it, we, we miss touch. Mm -hmm. And we know that we shrivel up almost if we're not. Yeah getting our touchy, our yeah, yeah. cuddles and So like really going into the psyche of what's going on with yeah. them, right? And we feel lonely, you know, it's like, do you feel lonely? And, mm. you know, it's almost like you, you're, you're almost sick of your own thoughts mm. and you just need to talk to somebody. You just, and you, if maybe you feel vulnerable at times and you, yeah. you feel, you want to really talk to somebody and there's nobody in your family you could feel you could talk to and all your blokey mates mm. aren't really interested in talking about anything other than cars and yeah. football and sport. Mm. 
Well, to have a creator relationship, we can imagine instead. So imagine. Imagine, yeah, yeah. Imagine having a partner. And when you look at them, you just melt. And you're almost like in tears just mm. looking at them. They, they're beauty or the how handsome they are the way they smile at you and you know that they're just there for you mm. and your relationship is exclusive yep and that you are the number one thing on their mind mm. that when they go to work they'll be thinking about you mm. and every so often whenever you least expect they'll send a text saying thinking about you jatinda mm -hmm. i can't wait to mm. see you tonight mm -hmm something amazing happened this morning the funniest thing happened i can't wait to share that with you right got it mm -hmm. and i'm going to tell you before anybody else hmm. that that's quite deep there i mean there's multiple things that we've spoken about the target audience the needs impact uh getting present the desires all sorts of stuff would you say that there's um a sequence to putting all this together is there like a process that you reckon that it's quite uh, because we spoke about business we spoke a bit about relationships and th there's a common thread in terms of how you get that information out there um, would you say that there's like a step-by-step -step thing or how much of that's adapted or what's your thoughts around that well there is it isn't really step by step because it's a bit like imagine dating because dating is a good one because everybody's yeah, yeah. dating at some yeah. point there isn't a step-by-step. Step. You, you don't do this, then that, then that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is an element of that, but yeah. really it's about an approach okay. and it's about a bringing in of a, a whole way of thinking mm -hmm. and, and also there's obviously bits, bits of things, but really you need to understand the whole mm -hmm. rather than start breaking it down into individual parts because often if you break it down too, into parts, it becomes mechanical mechanical yeah and you can't do that yeah so i would like i would never let's say it was dating advice wouldn't have a have a yeah. statements they would say but with with the whole digital side of it because it's all binary and it's a process wouldn't you say that that side of it would need a process well it does so in the case so in the so well we've we've looked at the i'm okay you're okay model from transaction mm, analysis and yeah. um, we've looked at um, where we connect on video through eyes, we need to get yeah. present. We need to think, stop weeing on ourselves, mm -hmm. yeah. which is not very attractive <laughs> weeing, but thinking about the audience. The audience, yeah. You. All about them. You, yeah. you, you. We're not shudding on them. You should be doing this yeah, instead yeah. of that. We're more empathetic. Yeah. We, we're looking at where their pains are. We're looking mm. at being marmite, that we can't appeal to everybody. We can't sure. be on the fence. We need to have a position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so we can't be all things to all men or women. So then we've got the, there are other elements which I bring, which is story. Mm -hmm. So I brought in some stories. So I've talked about Simon and yeah. other people yeah. that I brought. I, mean, I forget now. And we've, I brought in bits about John Gray. So I bring in books. That, and the reason I mentioned John Gray mm. and then I'm from Mars book mm -hmm is because it's a popular book. I didn't talk about a weird book yeah. that nobody ever heard yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I didn't quote Plato, mm. Plato's Republic and, mm. you know, that kind of, bit of stuff because it's not what people are used to. I, so we need to communicate 
using a language and metaphors and stories that our audience would would, would know. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the idea of story and what we need to have is a series of stories. We need to have our origin story. How did we get into this business? Got it, yeah. So I talked about how I started in the software industry. Sure. And I also gave a story about copywriting, gave an example how I copied somebody else's letter, but used 10% of it or sure. whatever. And, yeah. the, and I talked about the success of that, percentage success, and how other people commented that was high. And all these stories go together. Now, when I speak with a client, often who's new to this, they say, I haven't got any stories. Mm. Really? <laughs> really? Uh, and uh, or I'm not good at telling stories. Well, I've actually heard them tell stories that are great. So they're, they're, they come from an I'm not okay perspective. Mm. So you've got to get to I'm okay and realize that if I'm okay and you're okay and you're no better or worse than me mm. and I think you're a genius, then mm. I must be a genius mm. too. And if Richard Branson is just this amazing guy, do I put him on a pedestal, mm. which is actually, I'm not okay and he's okay? Yeah. Or do I say, he's just this guy? Mm-hmm. He's dyslexic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can write, you know, with yeah. a string yeah, of sentences yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. So if he's just a guy and I'm just a guy, then surely I can achieve anything mm. that I want to do. If he's achieved what he wants to, I can do that too. So what is it that he's doing? Mm. Well, one thing is he's playful. He certainly yeah. comes from I'm okay, you're okay, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He lives in the moment. Mm. He's very respectful of people. He's all about building teams, about yeah. bringing in the top talent. Yeah. But I know you must know managers in businesses who would never bring somebody in who is smarter right. than they were yeah. in a certain knowledge. Mm. I'm sure you've, you've said to somebody's a business advisor, somebody's come to you and said, give me some advice. And... You give them some advice, they say, mm, I'm not going to do that. That's rubbish. No, that's rubbish. <laughs> mm. You're wrong. I'm going to talk about me, 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 mm. me, me. You're wrong, Jatinda. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Yeah. You're asking my advice and you're ignoring it. Mm-hmm. So some people don't want to listen. That's they right, are yeah. what's called, they're not open to influence. Mm-hmm. They come from, if you know Carol Dweck's work from mindset, there's the concepts of fixed mindset versus growth yeah. mindset. Yeah. Fixed mindset, Jatinda. There's no point giving me any advice. I'm just the way I am. I'm not going to change now. I'm 56. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 56. I'm not going to change now. Or do I say... Bring it on. Bring it on. (laughs) You know, new partner, she might be interested in a horse riding. She might Mm. be interested in in a choir. Well, I could go along as well. Yeah. Yeah. If she was happy. Yeah, yeah. But at least I'd be interested and I'd be right. want to know what she really loved about it and some of the songs she's interested yeah. in because I'm interested. Yeah. yeah. Or just say, mm. you have your interests, I have mine. Yeah. You know? Right. So there's growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. So, so that's another element. So if I'm going to grow my business, anybody watching wants to grow their business, they need to be in a growth mindset. They can change. They can do anything. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not the kind of person who does video. I had a guy here recently wonderful man Dominic and uh, he runs a business called BGI Partners which is business strategy on a page okay oh yes, yeah yeah Derry Lowen and Davis and a lovely man and mm-hmm. he's so in he has a few businesses and Dominic is the principal 
uh, guy in okay. one of the businesses, the partner's business, and Dominic doesn't do video well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's get you <laughs> here and let's create something. Yeah. Anyway, so we created some video to camera and I say, right, this is what we're going to do. Those videos that Dominic produced yeah. are stunning. Right. I was blown away. It was like, I cannot believe. It's like I can watch them. I was just thinking last night, I'm going to watch those videos again yeah. because the it's <laughs> so awesome the way he connects on the camera right. because he's a lovely man. He's very kind, very gentle. Yeah. He's a father. He's a family man. He's got his wife. He's got very young children. Mm -hmm. He really knows how to connect. He's worked with 2000 different businesses where he's gone into businesses and said, right, where are you right now? And he's helped them as part of the Growth Accelerator program, okay. as was. Ma match them up with a great coach, mentor, and training systems so that they can then grow and help them, you know, provide 50, match what's called match funding. Yeah. And he's done that thousands of times. So he's great at connecting, but he's never done video. Right, right, right. Straight to camera. Yeah. So I said, right, we're going to do a video for the top of each of the pages on your website. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He did them like yeah. that in the space of an hour to two hours. Okay. Stunning. Yeah. But he just, you just need a bit of coaching. Yes. But he was open to influence. He really was uncomfortable. Even when he came, he yeah. knew that I wanted to do this, but he was hoping I could get out of it. <laughs> so when I said, like, we're going to do some video now, he said, Oh, are we? No. <laughs> but when we did them, he was amazing. Yeah. He was open to influence. So he leaves here full of new ideas, mm. very excited about how to move his business yeah. forward. Yeah. And he's excited and prepared to look at the videos. Because some people are like, yeah, they might, you might think they're great, Chris, but I'm not even going to look at them. But he mm. was prepared to look at those videos and go, I like what I see. Because he's okay with himself. Yeah. And that's where it needs. You need to be open to influence. Yes. Yep. Have a growth mindset. Become like your children mm. with their playfulness. Mm. And magic happens. Yep. So then you start to ad adopt and adapt what's out there. Yep. You can look at what's there. And if you start to think, because it's very easy to watch a video, let's say a video on your website. I've got videos on my website. Mm. It's very easy just to consume, consume, consume. Yep. Or you say... I'm going to borrow that idea. Mm. Let me see how he does this. How does Chris do that? And let me copy that. So, for example, there's this concept of carpool karaoke, mm -hmm. where people put GoPro cameras in the car, oh, yeah. and then they interview yes, each yes, other yes. or sing. Yeah. So one of my clients is a woman called Sarah Starr, lovely woman who yeah. helps people make money online. Do you know Sarah? Yeah, I know Sarah. Great, yeah, you know yeah. Sarah. So she's watched on the carpool karaoke with James Corden. And she said, I'm going to do that. Yes. So she says, right, I'm going to drive up to Scotland. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hire a Tesla. Right. 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 And I'm, when I'm traveling north, I'm going to stop off at different people who are making money online. Yeah. And I'll interview them. I'll drive them around, interview them. Yeah. Show off this Tesla. Yes, I saw one of and then carry yeah, yeah. on. Right. Now you yeah, have. I've you seen, seen one. I've seen one of those videos. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. I didn't. Well, they, so somehow you've seen that. Yes. Well, why did you see that? How come you watched that? Mm. What made you watch that? I, I just, yeah, it's just interesting. Interesting because it was a different yeah. angle. That's right. Yeah. Right. So she drove past here. She got me into the car, set up the video cameras. Yeah. We drove. I was driving Derry Llewellyn Davis 
and Dominic, they have a, a woman called Kelly Dunworth who does a lot of the back, back end work. She speaking, runs the speaker, yeah, speaker coaching yeah, yeah, business yeah, as well. Right, yeah. Kelly, amazing woman, brilliant mind, mm -hmm. really thorough and methodical. I was going to spend a day with her. Yeah. So Derry employed me to go and see her for, to help them grow their business. Sure. So I need to go to her home. So and, so, and it worked out. So Sarah is going to drive in there. Well, it's 40 minutes okay. from here to Kelly's. So Sarah was my taxi driver. Right, right, right. So she drove me yep. from my home to Kelly's. Yeah. I met Kelly and they interviewed me on the way as we're doing now. Sure. We talked for 40 minutes and Sarah asked me lots of questions. Yeah. And um, so then we, and then she's put that online and then she met Kelly. And so because she'd done this range of three or four videos, she's got lots of views mm. on YouTube and on her own website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's content. So That's she right. sees everything as content. So she's borrowed the idea mm -hmm. from what is popular at the moment. And yeah, she's yeah. very Probably, good yeah. at doing that. Yeah. And she's playful and she's always willing to try. Yeah. And of course, it's in a Tesla. So she puts her foot down and it's, wow, <laughs> you can feel the acceleration. And she lets go of the steering wheel and drives, so, by, itself, and yeah, drives yeah. by itself. Yeah. And she talks about that. So and, and it's very aspirational because mm. she says, I love this car so much. I'm, I've actually put in an order form, right. which is a story. So she ordered one for delivery next yeah, year. Yeah. Awesome. So you see, it's all about story. And not only has she created content, but she says it shows that she has the money to on the spur of the moment say, I'm buying one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. So the, the audience aspires that and says, I want to be like Sarah. I'm going to buy her courses because she's teaching how she does what she does. Yeah. And I want to be part of that. And I'm going to travel in the slipstream of her business. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. It's our whole, yeah, it's our whole, it's, there's, there's more, it's, I suppose it's like when people are sharing their content, um, it, it, it creates more trust and therefore a deeper connection, isn't it? Um, and that, is then what allows you to have your so like you're following your tribe, you know people That's who respect it. what you do and you respect what they do, um, and it becomes it just comes like this synergistic movement, isn't it? In one way, it's a, exactly. Yeah. Now, one thing that's worth knowing, which is another element, so you've got all these elements come together, yeah. is something called Dunbar's number. Okay. Have you ever heard of Dunbar's number? No, I don't think oh, I've. There you go. We're going to teach you. <laughs> yeah. So there's a guy called uh, Robin Dunbar, mm -hmm. who uh, is a lecturer here in the UK and a number of books. And he has come up with a concept, which is now a concept which is now called Dunbar's number. And he's looked at the number of friends that we can have. Okay. Right. So you may have heard, you may know that villages used to have be like yes, 100, 100 people, 100 people yeah. there was a centurions mm -hmm. there'd be 100 soldiers together yeah we know that some very successful businesses they have divisions of about 100 people if it yeah. goes beyond 100 there a chunk of people are taken yeah, away yeah. Yep. because the 100 people can work together mm -hmm. so we we so this is a phenomenon and yeah. he's noticed this and he says also let's look at our closest friends and we yeah. have 10 to 15 very close friends mm -hmm. and if we have let's say 15 yeah. very close people and we get a new partner so we're single with mm -hmm. 15 we often end up with losing two of those right. so a new partner a yeah. life partner 
means that we lose two of the 15s. We're down to 13 plus this new pound. Right. Very interesting. Yeah. So he's written about this. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it's kind of like, wow, Dunbar's number. So yeah. let's imagine we have. So he says there's like a, there's like a 10 or a 15 and then there's a next then, level yeah, out. There's I've 30, next level concept. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard yeah, the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So because it's yeah. become a, a meme, M-E-M-E. -E. It's yeah. a, a, almost like a viral piece of information that's mm -hmm. spread. Mm -hmm. And there's levels to me to come back to that. But what we know is let's look at emails. Mm. So if we're signing up to different email lists, how many can we really can't be Interesting. interested yeah, in yeah, yeah. well six or seven or eight really mm. so let's say okay i'm on sarah's list, so i'll make sure i read every one of sarah's and yeah. i have a a friend of mine michael wilding lovely incredible lovely man and he has a list and yeah. he's emailing out and then i've got rob cornish is a friend of mine in bude cornwall and he has some really interesting stuff that he sends around. And Martin Avis is a friend of mine and he, he has his list. Mm -hmm. And he sends out his kickstart newsletter and he talks about the movies he's seen with his wife because he takes afternoons off, mm -hmm. watches the movie with his wife when it's all nice and quiet. And then he comes home, sends a couple an email promoting an affiliate offer. Yeah. And that's how he makes a six figure income. Mm -hmm. Delightful. So I can read this, but I can't really, I haven't got time to read that many more. Mm. So if, so you've got to look at who are you opening the emails to and your audience is only opening six or seven emails yeah. on a regular basis. So you need to be one of those six or That's seven. Right. That's right. So you need to think and it's thinking is hard. Yeah, I said, yeah, thinking yeah. is yeah. hard. So we then need to create emails on a regular basis because we need to let people know regularly that so we exist. Yeah. <laughs> That's but right. I said, so we're still here. We're still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not disappearing off the planet. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We're still here and we say something and there comes a moment where people go, yeah, this is interesting, this is interesting. And then there comes a day, it's like, I am in such pain right now. Something is not working. A good example was um, a few years ago, I, I'm not, I'm a direct mail guy. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a content guy. I can create WordPress sites, landing page, and all the rest. Yep. But one-on-one -on -one getting consultancy clients, mm -hmm. how do you do that? How do you sign people up for multiple days yeah. where they're coming here and I'm going to rebuild the business? How do they trust me? Yeah. And I had a few people who are interested at a particular time, but they were slipping through my fingers. And it's right. like, ouch, you know, that's a lot mm -hmm. of money. My charge out rate's expensive. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was in like, that's because I've wasted time. I'd gone into London, met these people, gone and met them again. And then they'd slipped through my fingers and they bought somebody else's thing. And it was, I knew it wasn't right. very good. So I, th I was in pain. Mm -hmm. So I went online to look at how to sell. Yeah. And I bought a course for $500 okay. there. And, and I read the guy's website and I bought a course. I'm in pain. Right. I go searching. Mm. Equally, I'm on somebody's list. And there comes a point when I'm thinking, Right, I need to do some Facebook advertising. I need to do it really well. So Facebook, 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 Facebook. I've, I've, something comes in today yeah. about Facebook and how to, you know, like a, 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 some examples of really great yeah. Facebook campaigns and okay. the best way to create, the newest way of creating a, um, a lead magnet that really works mm -hmm. because things are shifting all the time. Yeah, so I buy that course for $100, $200, $500, whatever. Yeah. Mm because it's there right now. So 
we need to be crafting something yeah. that we're sending out every day, two days, three days, that people are gonna open right. and feel they've got value. Okay. So principles are few, mm. stories are infinite. Mm. So you talked off camera about a woman called Jeanette Switzer. That's right, yeah. So if anybody doesn't know, Jeanette wrote The Success Principles with Jack Canfield. Yeah. So she was the main person who pulled it together, but mm. it's Jackson is the main name yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Now, I've, I know Janet from years ago. We did a consultation together sure. uh, when she was with a woman called Laurie, a partner, and partnered with her. Lovely woman. I thought, very smart, Janet. And she has this book called Success Principles. And they're not that many principles. Mm -hmm. But with for each principle, there's a set of stories. Mm. And she used different writers like John DeMartini, Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, yeah. and all the rest with their stories. So if you look at the principles that I teach about connection, and then yeah. just, let's say over the course of these videos, I've covered 15 concepts. Mm -hmm. Well, each of those, there's multiple stories. Yeah. But then my stories about my life, based on the fact that I was married now and now mm -hmm. uh, divorced, got two children. My boy's now 17 and four, nearly, nearly 14. You know, my parents are still alive and I see them. I've got my siblings, mm -hmm. I've got my friends. So I've got stories, there's things I'm involved in, like the local. Yeah. I mean, living in Woking outside west of London, so I'm involved with. Woking Speakers Club, so I'm on yeah. the committee there. So there's stories about that. I've had all the 30, I told you before, I had 35 people in this room for a Woking Speakers mm. evening and filmed it all. And we've, you know, and we've had snacks and everything. Yeah. And that worked and I love doing so. So yeah, these yeah. are stories I can tell. And also I take photographs. Yes. So when I'm, and also there's been times when I've been ill, I had kidney stones several months ago mm. and I was staggeringly poorly mm -hmm. and that creates content mm. but I linked that in with a product I was promoting yeah and I got 50 or 60 70 sales mm -hmm. yeah so the principles are few stories are many, many yeah. but it's knowing that there's a story all the time yeah. so there's a story about you coming today mm -hmm. you know I took a couple of photographs of yeah. the setup mm. We'll get some more photographs before you leave. Yeah, absolutely. And then I can use those and say, yeah. Jacinda was here. Yeah. And what people don't know is that your brother is here as well. That's right. <laughs> so I'm in Jots, so which is fantastic. And you know, there's a story in that. And mm. then you have your story. So if you were emailing your list, you'd have a story from your perspective. Yeah. And the lesson from that, which could be, you should be making your own videos. I'll have my angle linked in with some kind of offer yeah, or just yeah, yeah. just you yeah. know ask me a question if you've got any pains you're going through right mm. now let me know i'd be interested to find out mm -hmm. yeah. but then i've got a story and what i know is every day there's a story yes yeah because our mind crafts the whole of our reality from story yes yeah yeah wow and Amazing. it's knowing that yeah so the reason i'm the way i am which is I, I teach the way I am is I've gone through pain. I've yes. gone through a painful divorce. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it's a wrench. You know, mm -hmm. I left my my wife now divorced and left her with the children. Right. Ouch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. You know, but I've story, yeah. learned from that. So out of pain, mm. I've learned an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. I could see what wasn't working, know what works. Yeah. If I'm dating, I can see. Mm, 
that particular person, they seem to be fixed mindset. Mm. They're not listening, they're not nodding. Mm -hmm. When I'm speaking, they, when it's their turn to speak, they completely change the subject, so they're obviously not listening. It's mm. like, warning signs, you warning know? Warning signs, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. So by getting present, getting present, them, understanding them. But you've been on yeah. dates where you with somebody, and you, you know, three hours goes past in a blink, mm. and you've only just scratched the surface, right. and you just can't wait yeah. to see that person again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's magic, isn't That's it? That's magic. Yeah, absolutely. And when what we really want in a relationship mm -hmm. is where the other person is such a mystery to us and so fascinating. That, that one, that's an endless source of fascination. Yeah. So equally, if that's what we want in a relationship, we want that in our business relationship with our clients, yeah. with our web audience. That's right, yeah. That they are endlessly fascinated in what we have to say. Mm. As long as it adds value to their pain points, right? Yeah. And their needs. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and you know, I've had emails from people in the past saying, oh, Chris, I've had another letter from you, another point of contact. And I did, told myself, I'm never going to buy anything. I've got enough courses. <laughs> but I read your material, yeah. heard what you had to say, and you've got me again. Yes. So the cross, but in a playful way, and I can't wait to get this thing because it's really exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. 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 So yeah, definitely watch out for Chris's copywriting skills on that. <laughs> but it's 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 the it's behind the words. People come to me and say, Chris, you know, mm. like when Derry came, one of the things he wanted was some great headlines for emails. I said, yeah. it's not the headlines, it's your intent behind. It's mm. your understanding that this is a whole process. Yeah, it's a way of thinking about creating content mm. and understanding your audience which he hadn't quite got before because he's a brilliant presenter on stage. Sure. But it's, we get a response from the audience. It's different when you've got an email list. Yes, yep. So that's what it's about. It's really understanding what this audience needs. Mm. And if you provide it right, you can double your business in the next year if you're a consultant client or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's what you deserve to have happen. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Wow. You see, when you have someone who's gone through the experience of something, um, the amount of content that comes out, the value that they add is, is just totally amazing. Well, Chris, is there any um, last words or summaries that you want to sum up on today or anything else you want to say on this? Or? Well, one thing, I, the only thing I can say is if anybody's interested, come and join me at my website. Yeah. You know, um, my website is ChristopherJohnPayne.com. Yep. I know what we could do. We, I haven't got it with, we could create a special page. Sure. How about we create ChristopherJohnPayne.com slash Jatinder. Okay. <laughs> which is J-A-T-I-N-D-E-R. That's right. Yes. So if anybody watching goes to slash Jatinder, we'll put together a little special set of presents for people. Yeah, sure. So there'll be a, a, a couple of things I, I know that I can get, they can have for free, but there's a, I've got a couple of things which I normally charge for mm -hmm. and they can have those for free. So if they go there, they'll be able to get that material. Okay. So it's Christopher John Payne slash Jatinder. Yeah. I do have an online course if anybody's interested. They can work with me individually. So often people work with me over Skype. Mm -hmm. um, they also come to my home and they come for a day or yeah. two days or three days. There's a room at the end which you'll see where my video equipment is, but also there's a big bed there right. and very comfortable and they have their own bathrooms. So they come and stay and we work on their business. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the way I generally work is people should generally work at multiplying their income by what their projects is 
whatever they pay me, they should get 10 times that back in profit. Sure. So if imagine somebody paid me a thousand pounds, they would want to get 10,000 back. And I would only be happy if they got five to 10,000 pounds back in pure profit. Sure. And it's very important that I work with people that can do that. And there's every reason that you can do that. Mm. But my job is always about the audience, the person mm. I'm with, which is I have to be of service to them and deliver real value so they in six months time can say the best thing I ever did was come mm -hmm. and spend a day with Chris yep. or two days. Yep. Like, you know, for me, I want to know that you leave here with some video footage that you are delighted and you don't drive back with Am and John and go, there wasn't that much there, was there? You know, that wouldn't be, <laughs> yeah. that's not respectful to you because mm. you've driven for an, an hour or something that's to right, get yes. here. Yep, yep. That's a chunk, there's two of you, mm. you've driven for an hour, you've been here a couple of hours all in total, so it's yep. four hours at least of your day, mm -hmm. and you could have been doing other things, and it has to be the best use of your time. Yeah. And I have to be respectful of that, and you've also, if you want to be successful online, you've got to be very respectful of your audience. Mm. If you're going to record a five minute video, you've got to make sure it's the best video that you possibly can. Yeah doesn't need to be staggering production values, but you need to give a real, give, deliver real value. Yeah. You do that, you over deliver for your audience mm -hmm. and they will want more. They yeah. say, yep, I want more. Mm -hmm. And what I know is I've actually received a set of emails from somebody and I thought this is real content. I can feel anything. I need to spend money with this person. I need to buy something. And I'm looking through their website for something to buy. It's weird. It's like it's programmed within us. Yeah. This desire, this need to be reciprocal. Sure. To give something back. The That's law right, of yeah. reciprocity. Yeah. So anybody here, you really think audience, mm. identify their desperate needs, yep. give them exactly what they're looking for, provide overwhelming proof mm. that what you're saying is really valuable, what you're offering is great. Produce an outstanding offer that's like, wow, you're getting, I get all this just for that. Mm. And say, look, this offer is short notice. I, I can't keep up this offer on too long. Those kind of things, your audience will say, wow, I want to be part of this yeah. community, that tribe, and I want to keep spending money with this individual mm. because I have an insatiable desire to learn because I trust them. Yeah. And then I, re then I tell my mates, say, look, this course is fabulous, and they tell their friends. Mm. Awesome. And my business consulting, I don't do a great deal mm -hmm. in terms of promotion with yeah. my site yeah. because people just ring me up and the say, I've worked with such, but yeah. they were raving about you, Chris. I want to work with you too. That's right. I've had a look at your website. I like what I see. Can we talk? Yeah. Sure. Mm. That's what happens. Yeah. And it's, then it's, the business is coming to me mm -hmm. rather than me having to. Sure keep going up to people with the law of numbers, trying to think, okay, every 10 person I talk to signs up as a client. Mm, yeah. It's far better when clients, potential clients come to me. That's right, yeah. And anybody who's watching these videos, there's enough content here. If you implement yes, what's talked absolutely. about here, you will see a big difference. And if yeah. you have any questions, my email is hellochrispain yeah. at gmail.com. Okay. Hello, Chris Payne and I'll communicate with them and answer their questions. Fabulous. Chris, you know, thank you very much for taking your time out and sharing with us today. I really, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Richard Tinder, it's a pleasure. We've known each other for a few years now. It's a real pleasure thank knowing you. you. Thank you very thank much you. for coming along.
Thank you for listening to the Digital Report podcast. If you have any questions or would like to find out more about what I'm up to, then make your way over to www.digital-report.com where you can find out how to turn your skills and knowledge into a profitable authority business online.